This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Side Hustlers podcast. I'm your host from iHeartRadio, Carla Marie. I have no idea how you found this podcast, but however you did, thank you very much for coming over here and listening to it. This whole podcast follows people who are following a passion outside of their day job. Each week I talk to someone new who is side hustling or someone who has turned their side hustle into a full-time job. Now this week we're going to talk to Lauren. Lauren is a current coworker of mine here at iHeartRadio. The way we met is kind of crazy and we'll get into that. Lauren's side hustle was a side hustle, was a full-time job and is now a side hustle again. So it's a little different for her with that, but I never really shared this. The reason or the idea behind Side Hustlers originally was I was planning on talking to people who were influencers or Instagram influencers and just figuring out their lives and how they did all of this. And then I kind of dropped that idea and just went with Side Hustlers, which I'm really glad that I did. But I realized I never had an Instagram influencer on the podcast. Lucky for me, I've got a friend and someone who works here in our office who I can put on the podcast. So this is Lauren, also known as Lauren B. Lux on Instagram. It's Lauren B-E-L-U-X-E. So follow her and follow along as you hear her story. 
for a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get off your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. Okay, I'm excited about this episode because I am actually joined by one of my friends, like a real life friend. Well, Instagram friend turned real life friend turned coworker. So I'm excited to get yes. into all this. But Lauren is here today. Hi, Lauren. Hello, Carla Marie. And when I say here, she walked down the hall from her yes. desk and is now in the studio. So Lauren works for our sales team here at iHeartRadio. Um, your official day job. What is the title? Account executive. Account executive. Yes. But your side hustle is being a, do you say blogger, influencer? What do you say? I usually say fashion blogger. Ooh. Or actually with some companies, I'll say content creator. Oh, fancy. Yes, so you sound s- fancier. You switch it up depending on who you're talking to. Yes. Like if it's like a huge brand, I'll be like content creator. Because oh. those companies like you creating content for their websites. Okay. So they're more. I'm already learning so much. Yeah. So I think your episode is going to be very beneficial for anyone who has a company because you are solely focused on Instagram and content creation. And a lot of the people I talk to inside hustlers talk about building their Instagram and content creation. They're not sure how to do it. So that's kind of your thing, what you're Mm -hmm. into. But I don't think I've ever told you this, but when I first came up with the idea of side hustlers, my original idea before I had the name of the podcast was I only wanted to talk to influencers. That oh my gosh. I was like, I'll just talk to influencers and find out how they do this. And yeah. I was so intrigued. And I was like, well, if I do that every week, right. it's going to get repetitive. So I came up with the idea of side hustlers. Now, I have never actually had anyone on the podcast in almost two years who does what you do. Which is so crazy. Yeah. Because so, that's what you wanted to do from the beginning. Exactly. So I'm going to ask you all the questions yes. I've ever had. So you started your Instagram when? May of 2017. So like two and a half years ago. Yeah. So we're recording this November 2019. And as we are recording this, you have 31,000 followers. Yes. You've had zero platform to Mm -hmm. promote your Instagram account on. You started with zero, like everyone zero does. Followers. I had a personal page and I actually contemplated starting my blog from the personal page or restarting a whole new. And I was like, I'm just going to do a whole new page. So yeah. I started from zero. But it is crazy to me that someone who doesn't have a platform yeah. and doesn't have like, like you're not naked in your photos, like nope. a lot of girls, you're not. <laughs> How did you get 31,000 followers? That's 31,000 people, probably 30 of them, 30,000 that you don't know. So when I first started, it was so hard to do this and I was working in New York at the time. So I kind of made a website first oh. and then I started my Instagram, which by the way is Lauren B Lux and it's Lauren B E L U X E.com. Okay. So, so, so you still have the website. Yes. But it's crazy because now I don't use the website as much because so many people are just on Instagram exactly. and so many companies only want you to promote on Instagram. So the website's kind of like, no one really looks at it. Yeah. But in the beginning, I was getting a lot of my traction from the website at first because I would say the website came a month before my Instagram. But I started promoting the website just on my personal page. So like my friends would see the website yeah. before everyone else and follow. And then I made the Instagram. Genius. And I started reaching out an insane amount of like little boutiques at first just to get like 
either content, like clothing from them mm-hmm. to make content and get photos. When you say get stuff from them, yes. you would do what we call trade. Trade. Where yes. they would give you clothes. Yes. And then you would post about it on your social. Yep. So for these co- these companies, it's basically like just a free model. At exactly. That point. Or... Sometimes you're paid, but yes. normally it's an exchange. No, for but right in the beginning, when you have zero followers, no one's going to pay you. Now, why did you do this? Because what was your job in New York at the time? So I graduated from Penn State with a marketing degree. So my job in New York was working at a marketing company, but it was for like medical companies. So it was super boring yeah. and really <laughs> stressful and like depressing. Wow. Because it was for like companies that were trying to create like antibiotics, to, like cure diseases, which is awesome. But for me, my job was to post the statistics and everything of people that were dying like of all sick. this. Yeah. So yeah. So I wanted to start a blog since I was in college. So probably like literally what, 12, 10 years yeah. ago now, which is crazy. Something <laughs> like that. So I wanted to start it then, but you have that like fear that, oh, people are going to make fun of me or judge you or whatever the case. So I never really started it until two and a half years ago. I was kind of like, okay, this job isn't making me happy. So I need to do something that's going to make me happy. And it was my blog. A lot of people who have talked about their side hustle on this podcast say they just needed a creative outlet at first. They would come home and make jewelry or do art or whatever it may be just because they wanted something else to do as a hobby. So then how did you start growing a following when you were working at this medical company? Yeah. Like it doesn't connect at all. No, not at all. And it was super time consuming because I lived in New Jersey. So I would take the bus to New York and then work till five and basically had no time to take photos. So before companies actually started sending me things for trade content, Mm -hmm. whatever the case, I just was using my own clothes. I was a huge shopaholic and would spend all my money on clothing So I was kind of like, all right, let me try to do something about this. So I would just take pictures with my own clothes. I would get up at like four in the morning, go to the city on the bus, take photos with a photographer beforehand. Shut up. Yes. Who was the photographer? So it was this person, Gabe, that was a photographer and just needed like... how did you know him? So I found him from other bloggers' pages. Like they would tag the photographers and I found him and I realized like he was like a smaller photographer Mm -hmm. that also wanted content for his like portfolio. So we would kind of just, I mean, I would pay him, but then as I right. grew, he kind of just like did trade, but cool. I would literally get to the city probably at like 5.30 a.m., shoot a bunch of looks and then go to work nine to five, then get, go back on the bus home. Had you ever modeled before? No. How weird was this? Oh my gosh. Normally people would say it was so weird, but I'm so obsessed with taking pictures <laughs> all my life that it wasn't weird. Like having to have like serious, like not even serious faces, but like modeling faces was pretty weird. Yeah. I'm looking at your Instagram right now, by the way, go look. It's Lauren B. Lux. It's Lauren B-E-L-U-X-E. And I'm looking in like, you also, I feel like you don't smile in any pictures. Yes, I, I know. All you do is smile here in the office. It's so true. I know. It's It was so weird trying to have like a more serious face, but I've always loved taking pictures. You talk about being a shopaholic and loving fashion. Yep. It's hard for me to paint the picture on the podcast, but in our office, like especially here in Seattle, no one dresses up. One, yeah. it's Seattle. Two, it's radio. So mm-hmm. it's just, it doesn't happen. But imagine taking like a super fashionista from New York City and throwing them in this office. Like, that's what it is like having Lauren around. Like, I feel like the people in the office are like, oh, I didn't even know you could wear that as an outfit. I know. I know. I know. You're the most fashionable. Super 
natural for me. Like, I just love it. Like, when I was little, I would say probably about, like, 10 years old, I would type outfits on the computer. Like, I would be, like, cherry top and white shorts and then list just outfits that I wanted to wear as a child. And then I would have my dad laminate it. Like, at his office in New York, I would be like, Dad, can you just laminate these pages for me and make a binder of, like, my fashion outfits? But they were words. Yes, they were words. They weren't pictures. They were, like... Wear this cherry top, like as a kid, with like white pants. And it was so I love this. Crazy. Yeah. Do you still have those books? Oh my gosh. I have to ask my mom. She probably does somewhere. Did you actually have the clothes you were making the list of, or were they things you wanted? I think it was just things I wanted, like things I imagined myself wearing. It's like you created like Instagram and and pin boards and like right? I know. boards before they were a I thing. Sh- exactly. Jeez. It's so wild. So your blog went from, okay, you do trade for things, mm-hmm. you get clothes, and most of the companies let you keep them. I know sometimes oh, you yeah. give it back. Have you ever had to give anything back? No. So companies, I mean, actually I have. So one company I've had to do loans because their jackets or something are super pricey right. and they don't have pl- many of them. So they'll send it to me, take photos, pay, and then send it back. That's but cool. I won't l- do loans if it's not a paid collaboration. Well, that makes That's sense. just like kind of a waste. Doesn't make, it's not worth your time. But what you're saying, you're making money. You've now yes. made money. Yes. So before I started working here, I was doing my blog full time for a full year. So let's talk about that. You grew up in New Jersey. Yes. Went to school at Penn State. Right. Worked in New York City. Correct. Yeah. Then you moved where? So before I actually worked in New York City, I moved to Oklahoma. I did not realize it was before. Yes, because my fiance, Vinny, was in the military. So I moved there for a couple of years. And then I came back to New Jersey. We lived in New Jersey. Then I worked in New York. And then after that, Vinny got a job at Boeing in June. Here in Seattle. Yes, here in Seattle. So we moved to Seattle last September. So September 2018. Yes. Okay, so you, so he moved out here first. No, 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 no. So oh. he got the job in June and then we both, oh, gotcha. he like signed the contract for September. Okay, so you guys yeah. move out here. Mm-hmm. You don't have a job at all. So when I worked in New York, I worked there, I would say April to like April the year before mm-hmm. when I started my blog. So I started my blog May 2017 and then I was working there from that April 2017 to okay. April 2018. But I was doing my blog full time, full time for that year when I quit. So you quit your job in New York yes. and lived off of your blog. Yes. Yeah. And no. we lived in New York. So like no. rent was like, yeah. And it was like. I didn't know this. Yes. It was so amazing because like it was literally my hobby that made me so happy turned into like my actual full time job. So you would just wake up. Yeah. Do so what? What I was set, your day to day Yeah. Then? I set like a schedule for myself because I didn't want to do what I would normally do, which would be like stay up till 2 a.m. watching right. movies, then wake up at like noon the next day. Sometimes people may think it's easy. Like, oh, what do you do? You just take pictures mm-hmm. and you post them. Like that's not time consuming. But that's not the case at all. Because when it's your full time job, like I would wake up at seven, set a certain amount of time to answer emails all day or outreach to different companies mm-hmm. because when you're blogging, you're making your own money. So and there's no consistent paycheck. You have to be consistent with posting. Because if you oh, post for sure. randomly like once a month, it's never going to grow. No, exactly. So you have to post like once a day. Sometimes I would even post like three times a day. With companies, they also send you contracts where you have to post by a certain time. You have mm-hmm. to post certain. A lot of companies are good. They let you be creative in your own way. Because if not, it's kind of taking your voice away. So they're very good with you being creative in your own way. But 
there's certain days you have to post by. There's certain mm-hmm. times and there's invoices that have to be sent. So it's kind of like you're your own admin, accountant, yeah. photographer, all of the above. It's wild to me that you lived mm-hmm. in New York City yeah. off of Instagram. I know. So I know. when you were doing this as your full-time job, were you still working with that same photographer? Yes. Gabe? Yes. Yeah. So you would just have shoot days? Yeah. So I would just have shoot days. And then sometimes my sisters or Vinny would take the photos because sometimes certain photographers, they're not on your same schedule. So I'm not going to be able to always shoot with them, but I need to always have content. I'm still like, this is so wild. I know. So then your fiance gets the job here in Mm -hmm. Seattle and you move out here. Yep. Now- it was a few months before you reached out to me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I talk a lot on this podcast about the different ways I connect with people or the way people connect. And nine out of 10 times, it's through Instagram. Yeah. So Lauren and I grew up in New Jersey, probably 40 yeah. minutes away from each other, mm-hmm. did not know each other until after you moved out here and yep. you messaged me. Yeah. And I remember when, actually, when you messaged me, I was still on at night. So it was probably full before October 2018. Yes. And we didn't meet until this year. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. We just talked on Instagram. You were like, hey, someone told me to reach out to you. We still don't know who. We still don't know who. I posted on my story on my blog that I was moving to Seattle and I didn't know anyone and whatever the case. And someone was like, oh, reach out to Carla Marie. And I have no idea who that person is, (laughs) but I reached out to Carla Marie. And you did. And then I knew that our sales team here was hiring. Mm -hmm. And I think you had said something to me like, hey, if you know anyone, I'm looking for a job. Yes. So I connected you and then you went through the whole long interview process to get a job here but why not move to a new city and continue living off your blog what happened when you moved here it's super hard to move to a new city and so new york obviously there's loads of events that you could get paid to go to and you just have the companies that you work with so moving to seattle was a little bit more difficult because i had to scout out new locations for shoot and (laughs) As easy as it may seem, like a background is like super important. Oh my God, yeah. So you have to scout out new locations. And I didn't have a photographer. So Vinny would have to help me on weekends or when he got out of work or stuff like that. And just to meet new people. So I kind of wanted another full-time job where I can also make new friends. I can make new friends. I can talk to people because doing my blog was fun in New York because I had all my blogger friends, all places to go with them. Being here, I had no friends and no one to really hang out with. Yeah. So I was like, "Uh, I'm never going to meet people if I don't really start working. But I still do my blog just the hours that I'm not here. So you, I know when you moved here, you did end up finding another blogger yes, friend. Yes, I did. How, how did you guys connect? Instagram. So I just kind of typed in like hashtag Seattle mm-hmm. blogger. And when you type in a hashtag like that, so many people yep. on their photos put Seattle blogger. So I reached out to all these people and found a couple friends here that also blog and we'll do shoots like again at five in the morning, whether it's before no. I come here. Yeah. No, you do or not. on weekends. But sometimes on weekends now, since Vinny and I are both working full time, like we don't have... The only time we have to hang out really is weekends. So I'll either meet one of my blogger friends in the morning or at night. Now I can't meet her at night because it gets dark at well, 4 p.m. It's also yeah. in here in Seattle this time of year. It doesn't get light out till probably oh 8 a.m. And it's going to get now, worse. Exactly. So now it's been like a little bit more difficult. We need to go do lunch break oh, shoots. Yes, we should. I can do that with you. We really should. Okay, perfect. Because it's the only time it's light out. So what do you use to take pictures? Your iPhone? My iPhone. Unbelievable. So I bought a camera, the Sony, I think it was like A6000. That's what and I have. And I used it a couple times. 
And then I was like, eh, my iPhone yeah. is just like more convenient. It and is. it's so good. And it's easier to edit because you have all your apps already on it. Yep. So I don't have to transfer it from the camera. So literally, I just use my iPhone. Yeah, I will. I have the Sony A6400. When it comes to mm -hmm. videos for yeah. me at the moment, they rock on the right. Sony. Like, they're yeah, so good. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, photos, at the end of the day, you're posting it to Instagram. You're not yeah. printing it or selling it no. to a museum. So exactly. really, it's the same. And everything being done on your phone is so much easier. And it's close up. It's not like you're taking landscape photos. Either. Yeah. It's just, it's you. That's right. what the iPhone is made for yep. at this point. It's made for Instagram. Exactly. Really. So you, I remember asking you when we first met, you told me about this vlogger friend and that you guys would go do shoots. And I was mm -hmm. like, well, you're clearly not doing like 10 a week. Are you taking extra clothes with oh you? Oh my God. So when we hang out and do shoots, we'll do like five, six looks. And we'll try to do it in like a couple hours because she has a full-time job yeah. too. So it's like we both have to be places. So we'll do like probably at least five where, every time. Like where are you changing? In my car. <laughs> the glamorous life of an influencer, yeah. an instant yeah. influencer. Everyone's always like, oh, I want to be like them. Lauren is literally working her ass off and changing in her car. Yes, yes. And when you post, it looks like... You're just posting daily, but really, I just took all those photos in like two hours and different angles. Yes, like I'm, I'm looking different right. detailed shots. You need variety. Let's talk about aesthetic. Did you always post like three outfits? No, the sorry, the same outfit three yes. times. I'm seeing that a lot. No, lately. so I saw a couple of my blogger friends actually do that, and I felt like it was cool because for the brand, they're getting more recognition, mm -hmm. and you're just getting different angles of the clothes. And I'll put on my stories sometimes, like, do you guys like this or do you not? And most people said yes, because they get to see how the clothes fit Ooh. in different ways. Like, it's not just one. When it's just one photo, it's just kind of like, oh, you can't really tell, maybe. Right. But then I'll also do, like, a carousel of photos. So if I do a carousel so, of or how many. I call them as a slideshow, yeah. but yes, carousel. Right. So if I do that, then I won't post, like, three of that, too. Because then okay. it's, like, so many pictures of the same outfit. So the people who are following you at Lauren mm -hmm. B. Lux on Instagram, why are they following you? Like, why are these people following you? Like, why do they hit that follow button? Or why do you think they hit that follow button? I feel like because, I mean, I started as just fashion, but I feel like stories are a huge deal. And I feel like a lot of people come from just maybe seeing if I do a live or something or if I have a story, they'll be like, oh, she's like real. So I don't want it to be like just photos and just fashion. Like this is my real life. So whether I'm unboxing or I'm planning a wedding or I'm watching Vinny cook and suck <laughs> at it, like it's just real life. And I feel like people seeing your stories, they want to follow you. It's so true. So I, when I first moved to Seattle, I went to a few blogger events myself mm -hmm. and I talked to a lot of them or, and then I would follow them and realize that if I hadn't met them, I wouldn't know what they sounded like. Right. And for exactly. me, for me, sound is everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's my whole life. Uh -huh. So I, I felt like they didn't realize that. And there was one blogger, her name is Bailey and I can't remember her Instagram, but I ended up meeting up with her and I told her, I love that you are actually posting videos. And right. she's like, it's something I want to get into. I said, because I see you move yeah. and I see you talk and I hear you. It's not just a photo. Like, right. I think that's so weird when it's just photos and like, stories are also just photos it's like what are you like in real life yeah it's the most bizarre yeah. thing and it's and so weird I think for you probably the people who aren't from New Jersey like following you because of your accent oh my gosh which <laughs> I can't stand but yes I don't know why people love it so much I do I, it makes like, me feel like it. home yes I know course. people are gonna listen to this and be like 
Oh my god, I love her <laughs> accent. Where are most of your followers from? Can you do you look I that up? I feel like New York. Like I feel like New York, New Jersey area, but honestly, since I've been in Seattle, the West Coast has grown a bunch too. So, but it definitely was majority from the East Coast because that's when I started it and I feel like that's when it grew the quickest. And then I do feel like there's times where it'll be just like at a standstill and it's going to be whatever you put into it. So the more time and effort you put into it, the more it'll grow. So I do feel like a lot was from there. But then also when I started in Seattle and I wasn't working here yet, I was super, super active. So a lot of companies Mm -hmm. saw that too from Seattle. So I think probably still majority East Coast, but I think it's kind of balancing out. Now, if there's someone right now who's listening to this and they're in the same situation as you, or as you were, mm-hmm. have a day job and like yeah. say a medical company and mm-hmm. they want to do what you do, they don't even have the Instagram account yet. What is your biggest advice for starting one? Oh my gosh, don't be afraid. Don't be scared of like failing because that's why I didn't start mine 10 years ago, which I regret because yeah. those are the people that like have the millions of followers platform because it wasn't, now it's more of a saturated industry. Yeah. But then it wasn't. So I regret not starting so long ago. But I know that if I didn't start, I would have regretted it. And that's kind of what I told myself two years ago. I think I was like turning 30 the year after. And I was like, listen, I was 29. And I was like, I'm doing this. I need to do all I want to do before I turn 30. Because then what am I going to do? Just regret it. Be like 50 years old and be like, oh, I wonder what would have happened if I started a blog. Like I've met so many people so many brands, so many connections, so many awesome people, friends from this. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's funny. I think I started my website, my official website, and this podcast on my 30th birthday. Yeah. I know I did. The, I launched the podcast then, and I think it was, I think the website too, but I, for years, yeah. I also put off doing website, mm-hmm. and I don't update it regularly because like right. you said, most people are going to Instagram anyway, mm-hmm. but having that backup, having that website proves that you are yeah, legit. You yeah. are official. For and sure. I, same thing. I wish I started it sooner. Yeah. And it's free to start an Instagram. Exactly. A website doesn't just cost do much. It. Like, just try it. Like when I first started, like I wasn't getting any likes. I had no followers, but I was literally doing it because taking pictures of fashion made me happy. When did you start seeing, oh my God, people are starting to follow me? Like, what was that like? So I think within like two months, I hit like 10K or what? something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, which was kind of crazy because I was like, how did this just happen? But I was trying all new things. So giveaways, I was trying a bunch of giveaways Ah. with other bloggers from New York. So then we would post each other on our stories or like Friday follows or something like that. So I do see a lot of local bloggers doing that, the giveaways where Mm -hmm. sometimes it seems like they all pull their money together and buy like a Louis Vuitton bag. Exactly. And that's exactly what it is. So every single blogger will pay, let's say the Louis bag is $2,000. You divide it by however many people are in the giveaway and you pay for it. And then you kind of just it's all wild. promote each other. Yeah. But it's like investment in your own company. Exactly. So so in that case, what was it? You tell all your followers, you got to be following me and these yes. five other accounts. Yeah. And then like this photo comment. And then we go to like a randomized website and yep. put all the names in and it'll pick one so that it's obviously fair. But yeah, so doing giveaways was super, super helpful because think about how many other people are seeing your page when there's 10 other people with all different followers. 
promoting you. It's crazy. And I, I really do love what you like. I'll go to your Instagram and be like, I would have never thought to wear that outfit. Yeah. And you do have you have a like an eclectic style mm-hmm. on there. And it really is awesome. And I know this because I've raided your closet. I before. know. Yes, you have. So, Lauren's closet is literally busted. Oh, gosh. the seams and it's in her yes. living room. And you mm-hmm. have a storage unit. Yes. I recently got a storage unit because it was honestly just too much. So we have like two or three dressers in the bedroom, a huge closet. Then we made a dresser work in the living room. This is in a one bedroom apartment in Seattle, by the Mm -hmm. way. And then I have a storage unit filled with like four tubs. So like all my winter clothes are in there, which I need to switch out (laughs) now, obviously, but I'll do summer and winter and kind of just switch because it won't all fit. Do you have a Poshmark? Yes. Okay. What is your Poshmark? It's at Lauren Vicky. V-I-K-K-I, which I should probably change to Lauren Belux, but yeah. I had my Poshmark Ooh. before. Really? Yeah. So that's been a while then. Yeah. So on your Poshmark, you sell a lot of the styles that are also on your Instagram. Yes. So now, like when I first had Poshmark, I kind of did one just to buy other people's yeah. stuff. But now I'm selling a lot of stuff on it because it's too much. It is too much. So too- it's way too much. And once I like do whatever was promised to the company, the content, the collaboration, and I know that it's like good to go, that's when I'll put it up there. Do you think companies frown upon that? Because I I wonder this all the time. Me too. And people have asked me that before. And I'm not sure because they're getting what we signed up for. And it's not like they're telling you you can't resell right. this. No. As, it's not as long as you're not also still promoting it and selling exactly. it on Poshmark. Exactly. No. Once it's the collaboration's done, I feel like it should be totally fine because I've even had like a blogger sale before here in Seattle with a couple of bloggers. What does that mean? So it's like a couple of us bloggers, like five of us got together and rented like a coffee shop what? for a time period. I want in on this. Yeah, we should do it because I made like hundreds of dollars in like an hour of selling the clothes at a coffee shop. So it's like an it's event. done in one day. You don't have to ship it. Exactly. I've- and I want to do another one so bad. But it needs to be super organized. Like you can only really bring cash or Venmo because you don't have like no, I don't credit have card machines. As and- much as I want one of those square I things know. for my phone to yes, swipe. Same. I have nothing to sell on a regular basis. Yeah. So I don't have one. Yeah. So, I mean, blogger sales are cool, but I don't think companies care as long as what you promise them okay. is done. So what are some companies that you've worked with? And I know it's a lot. Oh, so yeah. just like companies that I guess people would be like, oh, I know that company. Some companies... I'm working with now for like holiday campaigns and stuff like that is Revolve Clothing, Mark Fisher, Nine West, Aldo. So, and Aldo is pretty cool because they also sent Vinny shoes. Your fiance. Yes, my fiance to do like a couples campaign. So Vinny's like, oh, cool. I'm getting shoes out of this. Yeah. So Beholden, it's spelled Mm B-H-L-D-N, but it's called Beholden. So they sent me a dress for my rehearsal dinner. So, which is awesome because I'm so obsessed with it. And it's great that you don't even have to worry about like thinking, like that's the biggest thing for me is that you don't have to worry about like, oh, what am I going to wear to this event? Because you have all of it. Yes, yes. And then pictures are going to be taken. So it's promoting them and posting stories about it. Are you doing, what is the coolest company you've worked with? I would have to say Revolve only because I've loved them for so long. And it was pretty crazy because my first year I was like, if I can work with Revolve, like I made it. And like, (laughs) just for me, it was just so cool being able to work with them. I went on a trip with them to California last year, the summer before I moved here. Yeah. 
And it was awesome. It was revolve around the world LA. And it was just, we went to the Santa Monica Pier. They had club night. They had Pilates day. Like, and you just wear their items. You promote it on their your yep. stories, tag them. And them doing revolve around the world, I think, is what's given them their huge following, too. Oh, because everyone sees it. Yeah. And their Coachella party is yes. like a huge thing. Yes. yes. Aren't you? Which I can't wait for. You're going to yes. next year. So people should follow you. Oh, to my gosh. I cannot see wait. That. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. I, what do you think about people who like complain about the Instagram influencer lifestyle? I feel like people just don't, I don't know. I wouldn't want to say that they're jealous because that's not like right. nice to say, but no one really understands how much work goes into it until you do it. Like think about even now, it's probably a hundred times harder because it is so saturated. Oh there God, are yeah. so many influencers. So in order to gain a following, you have to do something different or you have to be more creative and Honestly, it started as creative outlet, and that's something it's always going to be, but it's not easy. You're literally, like I said, your own admin, your own accountant, you're your own photographer, you're your own creative mind, you're everything. So you're the one still reaching out to brands. Like, I don't have a management company, so I do it all on my own. Like, I've said to you so many times, can you be my manager? Yeah. Please, can you get me things? It takes a lot of work. Because I don't have the time for it. I know. And even sometimes when I'm home, it seems like I'm on my phone a lot, which I'll try to like be aware of Mm -hmm. and be present when I'm hanging out with people. But when I'm on my phone, it's never just to be on my phone. It's literally me finding new brands to reach out with and try to work with and DM them and then get an email and talk to them and try to make a campaign with them. So it's a lot of work. It's very time consuming. I'm looking at your pictures now and I'm like, they're just, it's so funny that you're sitting across me and I'm just staring at you. It's so weird because- you I'm looking at it, it too, and well, it's just like, oh, this is weird. It's cool because it's almost like you live two lives too at the same time. Yeah. Like you're you're stuck in a cubicle. I know. And granted, we've got a cool team who works yeah, here. They're and, awesome. And you're working on fun stuff. It's not oh, medical. Yeah, I know. It's things. super fun. Exactly. But then you've got this other life where yep. you are posting about cute purses and cute yep. shirts. And I know. It's cool. And I, and in order to promote this podcast on Instagram, I think. We should do a Lauren B. Luck styled shoot for my Instagram. Oh my gosh, 100%. But you're going to need so to down. style me. I'm so down I, to do that. I, I love, that's the thing. Like I love putting see. styles together. So it's like, even if I'm working a job that's 24 hours a day, I will find time to do this too because it makes me happy. Like yep. I get so excited to go home and unbox packages and think about how I'm going to put that outfit together. Okay, I love that. Like I get annoyed when I'm like, oh, I haven't taken photos in some time mm-hmm. because I'm just like, I know that there's so many good outfits for fall that I could be putting together. Okay, so we've got this awesome courtyard here outside of I our know, iHeart Radio studios. I know. So the week when this, sorry, this podcast is going to post. Yeah. And then sometime this week, yes. as it posts, we will do a shoot outside we here. Yeah. We've got like cool sculptures. Yeah, we do. Oh my God. Cool backgrounds. It so is true. I see that you have a Starbucks cup in a lot of your posts. Is there I anything know. in that cup? Uh, most of the time it's just cold coffee at that point because changing like six times in outfits and using the same cup. You should just really get one of the reusable. Coffee. I really didn't even realize that like my last six pictures have a Starbucks cup. Yes, yeah, star- always Starbucks and, and all, oftentimes sunglasses. Yes. All the time sunglasses. Oh my gosh. Look at all you. All the time. Oh, all I the see. time. There's a bikini one and a yes, butt cheek. And a butt cheek. <laughs> There's a little bit different. Lauren, you've had this blog for over two years now. Yes. What is the end goal? I feel like the end goal would be to have a clothing company. What? Yes. Like I 
I feel like I'm just so creative. I mean, I can't draw, so I would need someone okay. to draw out my mind. But I feel like my mind is so creative when it comes to outfits. Like even looking for like my wedding dress or after party or anything. I'm just like, I know what I want. Mm-hmm. But like, I basically need to make it. Well, that's because like it's just so different. Going back to your laminated list as a yes, kid. Yes, exactly. You didn't draw those outfits. You wrote I them. I wrote them out. Exactly. So I feel like the end goal is just, even if it's like a collaboration, like Lauren Belux times something. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that would be my goal to see like I created yeah. something more than also content for other companies and their websites created something more for what I wanted in the end too. Well, there have been all kinds of clothing companies and all kinds of people on this podcast. So yes, we can make it happen. We can make it happen. Okay, I love that. So that's why I want people to follow you, Lauren B. Lux yes. on Instagram. So they can kind of go along this ride for you. Cause oh, they can yeah. be like, I remember when she said that exactly. on Side Hustlers. Yes. It's right, a cool. journey. Okay. So I want you to do one last pitch. Why should people follow Lauren B. Lux on Instagram? Oh my gosh, you should follow it because it's just real life daily and you get inspiration for your outfits. It's just, I do put together different looking yeah, outfits, but I think I make them work. So I think it's cool to see. They say. do work. Yeah. Also, if you want to uh, advertise on 106.1 in Seattle or on our morning reach show. Reach out to me. Yeah, reach out to Lauren <laughs> because she's in charge of that. Yes. She's in charge of making sure the lights stay on here and making sure our morning show has sponsors. So yes, exactly. Whatever your company may be. Yeah. Reach, reach out. out. Or if you want to advertise on this podcast. Yeah, oh exactly. My God. This is so fun. So many things. <laughs> All the things. All right, Lauren. Thank you. You can Thank go back you. to doing your real day job now. Okay, fine. Not sitting in here with me. I know you if lied. I have to. You told your boss that uh, we were on a meeting. We were in a meeting. Technically, I did. we are. This is a meeting. It is a promotion for. We are at work. Something. This is a meeting, <laughs> and we're promoting companies. <laughs> Love you. Thank you very much. Love you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Side Hustlers. And we're serious. We are going to do an Insta influencer post. So follow at the Carla Marie. That's me. And at Lauren B. Lux on Instagram to check them out. And yeah, follow her story because it's pretty crazy how she's been able to build her own Instagram out of nothing without any other outside promotion. Like I had radio stations and the biggest morning show in the country to promote me. And Lauren built this from nothing. So it's pretty wild. So go support her. It's Lauren B. Lux. And next week I'm freaking out because I'm going to have the creator of National Park Geek on the podcast. Now, if you know anything about me, you know that I am actually a National Park Geek and I love National Parks and everything National Park. So I will be talking to Danny Next week, he is a side hustler, so get ready for his story. Until next week, keep hustling. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. 
I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.